Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. This is Netflix's 241st film from 2020. It's the Indian Hindi language drama called Choked, or Pesa Bolta High. It's directed by Unrang Kashap. It stars Sayami Kerr, Roshan Matu, Amruta Subhash, and Rajshiri Deshpande. I'm Jesse. I'm writing here solo for this international Netflix film. As always, I'm going to probably spoil bits and pieces of this film. So if you're keen on checking Choked Out, give us a pause, come back later on, and uh, we will get into it with our fast flicks where we do a quick little summary of what the film's all about. This one is about a female bank worker who's struggling with life, and she finds an unlikely source of funds. Hmm, interesting, intriguing. What could we find out about this film? What what could we see? How did it end up on Netflix? What's it all about? with international films, this is always a very difficult task. The only thing I could sort of find that this film is based on the historic decision of demonetization that the Indian government took in November of 2016. And from Wikipedia about this event, it said that in 2016, the government pulled the $500,000 rupee, sorry, rupee bills from circulation, which gave citizens a limited amount of time to exchange their old currency for new bills and significantly limited the amount they could exchange. It was an attempt by the government to flush out counterfeit bills and cripple cash hoarding or black money organizations like terrorists and criminals. Um, It did more harm than good though because it caused panic and disruption to the economy. And and this plays a big part in this film where um, the demonetization, we we see it happen and the impact that it has on the everyday people living in this apartment block in India as well as everyday citizens who come along to the bank to deposit this this money. So um, nice to see a little sort of real life event intertwined into a a narrative uh, fictional story, which was good, I liked that. Um, Translations across the world. This is um, the the literal translation from Hindi of, of Pesa Bolta High is Money Talks. And, and that's what this film is about. It's about money. Uh, in Spanish, it's called The Strange Fountain of Fortune. Really like that title because a part of this film, um, as we will talk about a little bit, is that our main character finds money rolled up in the pipes or the the taps that, that come out with water. So I really like that that idea. In Portuguese, it's called The Fortune by the Pipes, which is good too. In French, it's called Dark Fortune. In Greek, it's called Suffocated. In Japanese, it's called I Feel Like I'm Suffocating. And in Russia, it's just called Suffocation. So um, all a play on this idea of choked. Who's choking who? What's that? Is that, that crippling coming from the government or is it coming from our own anxieties of, of past trauma? I like a lot in this film, and I'm already talking a little bit about some themes and ideas, I guess. Um, this was released on Netflix worldwide on the 5th of June, 2020. It was filmed in and around Mumbai in India, and this in India was quite well received with 14 nominations at a variety of award ceremonies. So um, no wins, but 14 noms is pretty big for this film from Netflix. Um, what were the critics and audiences saying about this film? Rotten Tomatoes. Sits at 54%. That's only on 13 reviews, so it is rotten. Audience a little bit lower at 50% on less than 50 ratings, so a bit mediocre there. Um, IMDb, I guess it's a little bit similar. It sits at a 5.7 out of 10 on five and a, a bit over 5,500 ratings. Letterboxd, 2.9 out of 5 on about 1,800 ratings, but it's been logged by 2,300 people. So it sort of sits there in that middle range. Um, not too positive, not too negative. What do I think? I liked it. I I thought it was really good. I think it's got an intriguing story, the lengths that people will go to to benefit themselves financially. And what's that? What's going to happen? Is there going to be consequences? Why? Like, how's this all going to end out? So I, I thought I 
I thought it wasn't too bad. Just a bit of a surprise to me. I was a bit surprised, which is good. So let's look at some characters. And realistically, the two main characters are our husband and wife that are living together. The 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 romance or the the kindle that the, the they they can't even rekindle their relationship because um, I think they're at a stage where it's just not working. And we'll start with Sarita, who, who's the wife. You know, constantly arguing with her husband Shashant because she's the one that she's providing the money. She's the breadwinner at the moment. She's got a government job for the bank. Her husband, um, Shashant, he sits at home, doesn't do any housework. Um, their son, Samir, ends up doing most of his housework himself anyway. She's not very happy with his bank bank job either um, because she goes to work, comes home, cooks, cleans, and she's also got this sort of past trauma or, or stress of, of choking in this singing competition, which makes her sort of extra anxious. And, you know, we see this through at her job at the bank. She double counts money um, and, and she gave up on her dream. Um of singing because, um, you know, this failure, this this singing competition and Shashant sort of holds this against her. And I guess that sort of um, goes in towards him a little bit as a husband that, you know, considering he's not bringing anything to the relationship at the current time, he's really hard to like because, you know, he has a go at, at his wife, Sarita, for serving the same food potatoes again and, you know, has tries to get her to fix the tap. These are all things that he could be doing at home when she's at work. Um, and apparently he puts photos of, you know, this failure in this singing competition or talent show that she was in around the house to mock her. That, to me, that's a horrible thing. Um, and on top of that, not only doesn't he work, he owes people money. Um, and, you know, there's very little to like about him um, in this film to start off with. The only other characters, they're sort of side characters. We've got this ready guy, this dodgy guy that, you know, is involved in this money scheming idea. Um, Dinesh is this old work partner of Shashant who has had enough of Shashant and his lazy ways, but still owes him a little bit of money. And then the other sort of side character, this Thai character who lives in the same apartment block as, as our two main characters. And it sort of shows her trying to prepare for this wedding, but the decisions that the government are making in the background that are impacting her, her ability to, you know, have this momentous occasion in her life. Okay, the director, um, Anurag Kashyap. 12 directing, sorry, 32 directing credits, 61 writing credits, 64 producer credits, big name. And if you remember back to a while ago, we did a couple of anthology films, um, both Indian language anthology films, Lust Stories and Ghost Stories. And we covered him on the show because he did a segment in each of those as well. So do like his work. Um, scenes, some scenes in this film. What are some things that I enjoyed? There's, there's a few things that I think, I think like any time, a lot of good camera work, any time that the camera was going down drains, dripping taps, following money, was really cool, really liked those effects. Um, there's a scene where Shashant, goes to Dinesh's house to get money that he's owed and uh, you know he's walking around the house trying to find him I had a bit of a laugh because um the wife had actually you know hidden Dinesh in a cupboard that was funny um um, Shashant and Sarita they have arguments constantly and unfortunately their kid is always there to sort of observe or or stuck in the middle between the two of them and and this is done effectively um, a couple of times and one of them was using their kid um (laughs) Samia to relay messages backwards and forwards to each other, even though they can hear each other in the same room. I thought that was well done. I really liked the moment when Sarita first finds this dirty money in the drains because she has this this facial expression that shows us she's actually happy to mop the floor, to do some cleaning and, and do the housework because she's got this feeling that maybe things are changing. Maybe some good things are happening. And I like that too. Uh, once the demonetization is announced, I really liked that they actually incorporated actual footage from the real life event and they edited it in with people storming banks and it was really good highlighting the panic of what was happening at the time. Um, And finally, like, you know, Sarita, she sort of goes to all these lengths. She's constantly watching the clock because the certain time of night that the money comes out of the drain. And I thought it was really, really funny when um, 
you know, she rocks up home after a tough day and all the all of Ty's wedding guests are sleeping all over their house and, you know, she's dragging mattresses and people in bed so that she can ensure no one sees her in the kitchen so she can continue to keep collecting this money uh, from the drain and then she sort of, like, moves this old lady into her bed and then... Uh, <laughs> And then Shashant wakes up in the morning and this old lady's in bed next to her, next to him. I thought that was funny. That was good. Um, a couple of things that didn't really work. There, there's a couple of times where Sarita's sort of followed in this film. Um, she's followed from work by this guy. Just goes on and on and on. It's so obvious that he's following her. Takes her forever to actually be like, what do you want? That was ridiculous. Um, and there's another scene towards the end where she's followed by Shashant's friend who's sort of spying on her. That was just so obvious in the shop that she's shopping around and he's following her. It was silly. Um, a couple of random dance scenes, Bollywood style numbers, especially this one at this this bachelorette party. I think it was um, Ty's bachelorette party where the women all had sunglasses on and their flashes on their phones didn't really fit with the rest of the film. And um, the other scene too is where Sarita forgets her lunch um, at work and Shashant brings it to her. And he sort of goes on this sob story about she's never going to find a husband like him. I just thought that was ridiculous based on everything we'd seen from him. Um, yeah, she's never going to find such a horrible husband again, I don't think. Anyway, let's let's move on. Some themes, some ideas. This, this film is saying quite a bit, I think. Like, obviously, we've got the idea of class um, and all these different people living in this one apartment block all on top of each other. And right at the top, you've got these corrupt people with all this money and that money is just flowing down to the lower people who don't have this money. Um, I, I thought that was good, you know, the, the struggles of not being able to afford your food, or find a job, feed the kids, that sort of stuff. Um, and that leads into the fin financial strains too. The, the, the idea of money and everything starting and ending with money, it causes conflict in relationships. Um, and does it lead to greed? Is that is that what we're seeing from Sarita? The idea of greed and, and her needing money to feel satisfied in life, to be able to buy these materialistic things and make herself feel like a normal person. Um, the demonetization from the government, you know, the government making decisions that are impacting everyday people and, and the difference in people throughout this film and their support of the government and their decisions too. The, the ones that it's actually impacting the most are the ones that necessarily don't support the government, whereas those that it doesn't really matter, that they, they don't really care. Um, especially through the character of Sarita too. We've got the idea of trauma and, and anxiety and, and the stress of previous experiences that, that sort of seem to bring down other parts of her life, um, which was sad too. And the title, Choked. You've got to talk about Choked, the title. The, the idea of, yes, we see that Sarita chokes on stage when she's singing, but everyone in this film are being choked by finances and by the government and by their decisions too. And it's hard to sort of separate the idea of personal and political because they're almost the same thing as we see throughout this film. Um, what did I take away from this film? I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed, there's a lot of jazz music with drums used throughout of the, the score throughout this film. I thought it was really cool. It, it's been a while since I've sort of enjoyed the music in a film so much and sort of sat with the vibe of the scenes that we were seeing on screen. So call out to that. I really enjoyed that. Um, questions, observation time. I th <laughs> we see towards the end, there's a bit of like a montage, montage cut between, um, a, a robbery at the bank with, um, with Sarita and Shashan sort of working on some new music or a job towards the end of the film. I mean, we didn't say follow through. Do you reckon he, we saw this city, this flashback a year, sorry, a flash forward a year later, but do you reckon he's, he's gone on to become a, a successful music, musician? It would have been nice to see a little bit of a follow through on that, I think. Um, the other thing too, the idea of choking. Have you ever choked? I mean, <laughs> in, a, in a literal sense, uh, sport. Sport is, is something for me that's definitely a basketball, free throws. I've definitely choked um, in free throws before, but it's, it's, a, it's a tough thing when, you know, building that ability to get over it and be like, cool, I can actually do this. I've frozen, I've freaked out at some stage, but I'm good to, to go another time. Um, all interesting things, and I think that's probably part of the reason why I like this film, and it's time to wrap it up and give the film a rating out of five. 
I was engaged. I was engaged. I thought there's some really good shots in this this film. There's some good scenes, some good performances, some good ideas that are running throughout. And I think it's one of the better Hindi films that we've sort of covered on this show, and we have done quite a few. So I'm giving this a three out of five. I'm recommending it, saying give it a give it a shot if you can because it, it's worth the watch. Um, as always, we're on socials. We've got Twitter. We got Facebook. We've got Instagram. Give us a follow. Give us a like. I'm gonna put a question on there for the week. How much money? Do you need to be happy? Well, tough question. I think just, you know, enough to feed yourself and live comfortably is enough. You don't need to be super rich like the billionaires of the world. Just enough money to live comfortably would be nice. Imagine if everyone was able to do that. Um, yeah, good question. All right, we'll be back next week. Next week, we have a 2020 action thriller film. It's called The Last Days of American Crime. This is directed by Oliver Megaton. It stars Edgar Ramirez, Anna Brewster, Michael Pitt, Patrick Bergen, and Charlotte, sorry, Charlotte Copley. Interested. I think this is a long one. A long, long film. So I'm looking forward to checking it out. As always, thanks for joining me, and I'll see you next week.